Let us pray. This is the prayer for illumination. Almighty God, you know us better than we know ourselves. By your word, give us wisdom. By your spirit, grant us healing. And set us free to serve you with love. We ask this through the one who heals in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. The first reading is from Isaiah 58, verses 9b through 14. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom will be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it not going your own ways, serving your own interests, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride upon the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading for this morning comes from Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 17. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then, there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he had laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! 
Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it to water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he had said this, all his opponents were put to shame. And the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things being done by him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let's pray. God of the Sabbath, this is the day. And this is the hour when women long oppressed learn to stand with dignity. When your healing escapes our desire for control. May your joy stretch the fabric of our hearts and inspire us to loose each other's bonds. Through Jesus Christ, the shamer of the powerful and raiser of the dead. Amen. How many of you remember the dance sensation that swept across America in 2015, the summer of 2015, by an artist named Salento? Anyone? Ah, we've got some in the back there. That's right. We've got a couple people doing the dance in the back. Adrian, what's it called? The Whip and the Nene. That's exactly right. The name of the, the dance is Whip and Nene. Now, the name of the song is Watch Me by Salento. And he says over and over again in the chorus, Watch me, watch me, ooh, watch me, watch me. Well, that summer, the summer of 2015, I took the youth group that I was working with at the time to a mission trip to Cincinnati where we worked at a inner city daycare center in a low-income housing development. And every kid at that daycare center knew how to whip into Nene. We'd start every day in the morning doing Tai Chi together and different dances, and it would all climax in everyone doing the whip and the Nene. And they all thought that I was um, really not good at it, which I didn't quite understand, because I thought, I thought I was pretty good, right? You go, you go whip, and watch me Nene. Now watch me whip, whip, now watch me Nene. I mean, it's, it's some good stuff. I think I'm a wonderful dancer. I remember that week there was a, a five-year-old girl who uh, wanted my attention so badly she was playing with Play-Doh and she made this big deal about you need to watch what I'm about to make with Play-Doh. And so she kept uh, working it and, and uh, manipulating it into different ways and then she'd like squash it and start over. And it was all supposed to be climaxing in some extraordinary creation out of the Play-Doh, but the more that it went on, it was clear she had nowhere that she was going. She just kept fiddling with it, and even if for a second I'd, I'd have my eyes move away, she'd just yell at me, watch! Watch this! See, th that summer I learned that all of us want to be seen. All of us want to be noticed for who we really are. You see, to be overlooked is one of the most painful experiences any human can ever have. And that day when Jesus was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath, a woman appears 
and she couldn't stand up straight. She'd been in this condition for 18 years. We'd probably call it what? Osteoporosis, right? And sadly, we don't know this woman's name. We don't know how she was regarded by the community. Was she a beloved member that everyone knew her story and loved her? Or was she overlooked because of her condition? We, we don't know. What we do know is that even though Jesus was in the middle of his teaching, he noticed her. And that's where the good news in this story begins. With three small but powerful words, Jesus saw her. See, Jesus sees those who are ignored, those who've been marginalized and left out. What other people overlook, Jesus sees. And all of us need to be seen. Some of you have heard the story of how I trace my own calling as a pastor to a period of my life when I was completely ignored by my classmates. And so as a young seventh grader walking around the schoolyard by myself, I prayed that God would befriend me when no one else would. And God saw me and heard my prayer. We live in a time where you can broadcast yourself on a worldwide publishing platform. And you can do this for free, so long as you have a smartphone. This technology that in the past has only been available to a very select elite group of people is now available to all of us. In fact, it's happening to me right now, right? I'm being broadcast right now on a worldwide publishing platform platform. We have a capacity, each one of us, to be seen and heard by more people than ever before in the history of the world. And yet how many people walk through their days feeling completely invisible? How many women are overlooked in their work for promotions? How many are overlooked for partnerships? How many Children are afraid to be their authentic selves, to be who they really are for ostracism or even worse. How many men feel that if people knew who I really was, they, they'd want nothing to do with me, be labeled as weak or sick? And Jesus saw this woman. And that is our assurance that God sees us as well. And this is a theme that we find throughout the Scriptures, all the way back in the book of Genesis. It's Hagar who names God El Roy, the God who sees. If you recall, Hagar was a handmaiden used, manipulated by both Abraham and Sarah. Used for what they needed, and when she was no longer needed, she was cast out into the wilderness by herself, and it was there that she named God El Roy. Other people may overlook me or abuse me, but you are the God who sees me and cares for me. And Jesus sees this bent-over woman, and he brings her from the margin to the center. And then he does what he always does. He set her free. Woman, you are set free from your ailment. And when he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. 
There's a lot packed into those two verses. First woman, you are set free. Here's something to ponder. When Jesus set that woman free, he set every woman free. Our prayer of the day so beautifully states, this is the hour when women long oppressed learn to stand with dignity. We live in a world where women hold up half the sky and yet continue to be undervalued, underpaid, objectified. And women, your dignity, the dignity that you deserve is your God-given right. It can neither be given to you nor taken away from you by another person. If you wait for someone else to give that dignity to you, you will settle for less than your God-given birthright, the full freedom that you deserve. You must claim it for yourself. Woman, you are set free. You need not make yourself small in a world that pushes you aside. Stand in the divine dignity that is your birthright. And of course, it's not only women who need to be set free in our world. In one way or another, we all do. But how do we live into our divine freedom? If it's true that God is the one who sets us free, how do we learn to stand with dignity in a world that wants to make us small? We do it the same way Jesus did it. By speaking our freedom into existence. Freedom begins by speaking it aloud. It doesn't begin by your situation changing, but by your language changing. That was true for the signers of the Declaration of Independence, just as it was true for the slaves who sang of their freedom on the very ships that were bringing them to this continent to sell them as shadow. It was true for the suffragettes, just as it was true for the people crossing the Edmund Pettus Bridge and singing, We Shall Overcome. It was true for Richard and Mildred Loving, for Jim Obergefell, and for everyone who fought for marriage equality. And it's true for every person who's in a toxic relationship and somehow finds the courage to say, I deserve to be treated with dignity, and you will not control me anymore. See, at some point in our lives, all of us need to be set free from something, and we speak our freedom into existence. The freedom that is not yet ours, that we see, but is ours by birthright. And everyone who has ever marched their way to freedom began by speaking that freedom into the world. And the good news is, the great news is, that God is always on the side of freedom. Always and in every situation. Jesus made this his manifesto. The very first public words that he speaks in the Gospel of Luke are that the Spirit of the Lord has come upon me that I might preach good news to the poor and set the captives free. That's why Jesus came, to set us free. 
And if the Son has set you free, then you are free indeed. Jesus speaks freedom to this woman, and she is free. She's overwhelmed with joy and begins to sing. There's nothing more beautiful than witnessing a heart that has been set free. But any of you, all of you, who have stepped into your freedom in your life, you know that not everyone sings with you, do they? Sadly, it's often religious people who try to ruin the party, isn't it? Never underestimate how narrow, narrow religious people, grumpy religious people can be. And it's not because they're bad. It's because they're bound. It's easy to get upset and dismissive of grumpy religious people. But you must know that they are not free. In one way or another, they're still living in Egypt. In fact, the, the Hebrew word for Egypt in the Old Testament, it literally means narrow place. And the psalmist says over and over again that God wants to bring us into a broad place where you are free to move around, to take in the fresh air, and to be who you really are. But religious people, both now and then, are often far more comfortable in the confinement of the narrow place. And just like the synagogue leader in this story, they are very worried about the rules. Very concerned about the rules. So concerned that they miss what the rules were made for in the first place. See, the Sabbath was given to Israel as a celebration of freedom from slavery. That's what it was about. Celebration and extending freedom to everyone and everything in your life. Your family, those that work for you, your animals, even the land itself. Everyone and everything deserves rest and freedom. And that's what our Isaiah reading was all about. That's what Isaiah is railing on the Israelites for, for forgetting what the Sabbath is really for. It is here to set us free, not to keep us bound. And so Jesus doesn't overturn God's law. He restores it to its original intent. Jesus understands something that many of us forget. The law, the rules, they are never an end in and of themselves. God gives us commandments and laws so that we might flourish. Flourishing is always the point. And so whenever we see people being set free, the only thing to do is to join in the song. And you'll notice that's what the people in the synagogue did that day. They didn't take their cues from the religious leader. They knew freedom when they saw it, and they rejoiced. Because when someone is set free, it's not just the individual who's freed. All of us are. 
It's the whole community. We are all free. They are restored to us. We are restored to them. It's this exquisite mutuality of the children of God. And it all starts with seeing. God sees you, speaks freedom to you, and heals you. How many of you have heard that phrase that uh, hurt people hurt people? You ever heard this one? Yeah, that if you are a hurt person, you will inevitably hurt people. It's true. If you have a good counselor, they'll be one of the first things they teach you. Hurt people hurt people. It's true. But so is the reverse. That seen people see people. Free people free people. And healed people heal people. That's how it works. That's the virtuous cycle of healing where we pass on that which God has given to us. And of course, if we do this, when we do this, we can expect that bound up religious people will get grumpy with us. So you're not following the rules. You're not doing what the commandments say. But you don't need to worry about that. Because they said the same thing to Jesus. And for your sake, he boldly stood for freedom. And now he's inviting us to find the courage to do the same. See. Free. Heal. So what's left to do but sing and maybe even dance?